Why can't I play Kramer? Look, we've been through this already. You're not an actor. Neither are you. I know. So why do we need two people in the show that can't act? Oh. It's made up. Haagen-Dazs is made up. It's not Danish. You're crazy. No, I'm not. George, is Haagen-Dazs Danish? What do you mean, Danish? This guy stinks. Danish? Is it from Denmark? No, they make it in New Jersey. It's just a Danish-sounding name. I can't believe that. They fooled me, Jerry. Boy, talk about a show about nothing. Welcome to Sign Bros. My name is Jacob, and joining me on the line, a man who has never been to Mars, but he heard it's very lovely, and who fooled me, Jerry, my brother and co-host, Jonah Krause. How you doing, Jonah? I'm doing good. Good luck on the episode, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Six Semper Tyrannus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So last episode, we did the um, the smelly handicap spot. And it's funny because I had two kind of things to talk about from last time. The first is a not a good observation on my part. And then the second one, I want to toot my own horn. Toot, toot. Um, the first one is, so we talked about the hairdresser from the smelly smelly car episode and uh and we were like oh he looks so familiar and then we're both like we couldn't figure out where and my dumbass had literally watched the last boy scout the week of the episode (laughs) and he's in that he's in that in that show in that movie i mean like the whole time wow what is i don't i I haven't seen that movie in a long time no you remember it's a damon wayne's bruce willis a vehicle yeah yeah, yes i remember remember. (laughs) It's, it's it's known mostly for the guy pulling the the gun on on the football field, which is you know pretty much yeah. my Dolphins need to try that in order to win a few games. I think. Well, that's a, that's their <laughs> next move, I think. <laughs> uh, but uh, the thing I want to toot my horn about is that uh, scene at the Drake's house, and I noticed on their big screen TV that there was a movie playing, and I was like, oh, it looks maybe it's the Lord of the Flies. So I did a little research. Mm-hmm. whoa and um it was so yeah. <laughs> even though i had never seen the movie before i kind of pulled that one out of my anal cavity and i'd even need a, the big e to get it out of myself yeah yeah um, <laughs> but you didn't need the dreaded apparatus the dreaded apparatus <laughs> <laughs> um so today we're going to be doing the pilot part one and part two the pilots uh, which we were debating whether to just go straight through because there's really no end point of the first one. But I think we're going to stick to the normal format. Is that good for you? Should we do it like a Russ Meyer film? <laughs> we'll need a few more big-breasted women running through. <laughs> Maybe Mr. Vasecki could hire, hire us. <laughs> Um, they're, very, they're very lovely gales, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you agree with me, but I think we're probably going to need our little fake break in the middle and uh, and just stick into format so we can do a head-to-head comparison between the first half and the second half and kind of sticking with our normal format. I think we should just do it that way. Yeah, I mean, uh, so we should probably come clean with our two listeners after four seasons. We could let them know that... We take our pee break in the middle of these episodes, which we'll definitely need, of course. Oh, 
and um <laughs> yeah it'll be good for continuity purposes in terms of how we're doing these things so yeah we'll take a break i'm 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 99.9 percent sure that we don't have a, a sponsor because ron from bleaker bob's still in jail yep and the the guy from with the 38 years of experience detailing cars he's not going to sponsor us right <laughs> that guy's got 64 years now of experience but he still won't sponsor a little our little podcast (laughs) and the uh the guy that sold stephen hawking a wheelchair he's not gonna oh that guy that guy would he would make me sponsor him (laughs) (laughs) that guy is not looking to give up any money um Um, all right second i I yeah. yeah, so definitely no sponsor today. Um, right, maybe well, for we'll season do, five. Do big budget yeah, we'll season do. five. <laughs> yeah, big budget, big budget. Uh, so without further ado, do you want to start by recapping the first half of the pilot? I do. Uh, so the first half of the pilot opens up. You've got Jerry and Kramer at Jerry's apartment, and they're talking about the pilot, and Kramer wants to play kramer uh, he wants to be in the pilot and jerry's like but you can't act kramer's like but you're in it and you can't act and he's like well we'll say something funny and we could practice laughing my grandmother's in the hospital <laughs> in the hospital <laughs> well, this is real believable why why you didn't think i was really laughing it stinks all right let me see you do it. say something funny all right uh I've never been to Mars, but I imagine it's quite lovely. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was better than that. Come on, look. Why <laughs> are you two pretending to be laughing? We're acting. Oh, yeah, real good. George comes up and he observes them laughing. And what are you guys doing? He's like, we're acting. Oh, real good. <laughs> He's like, any any word any word from NBC? And and George appears to be even more neurotic than he normally is. <laughs> and he's kind of pacing around asking what's going on. What's going on with Russell? And then we go to the next scene and we've got Russell waiting at a restaurant for Elaine. Elaine shows up. Uh, this is after they had gone on a date. Um previously and uh russell's like elaine you know i I need to i want to apologize for all the phone calls it's like you know ever since that day in the restaurant it's like i can't i can't get my mind off you and it appears that elaine is trying to break things off with russell completely she's like you know russell i just don't like tv and that's your work that's your life i mean maybe if you were in um I don't know, Greenpeace or something, that would be different, but network television. <laughs> Come on, Russell. You're part of the problem. Oh, Elaine, we're doing some really very, very interesting things right now. We've got some very exciting pilots for next season. We have one with a bright young uh, comedian, Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've heard of him. He's that, um, did you ever notice this? Did you ever notice that mm-hmm. guy? In, in fact, he was in the restaurant the day that we met. Uh-huh. Um, well... Anyway, it's a groundbreaking show. Really? What is it about? Well, <laughs> it's really, it's very unusual. Oh. It's about nothing. 
what do you what do you mean and uh, he's like well what did you do today she's like i uh i woke up and i i came to meet you and he's like see that's a show Elaine's like see uh, this is this is the problem and he's like russell we can't see each other anymore and elaine walks out and then we have uh, Jerry at the apartment and uh, Kramer gets a call over at Jerry's apartment <laughs> and uh, George comes in and um, he's wearing sweatpants. He looks all disheveled. <laughs> George is like, Jerry's like, again with the sweatpants? <laughs> he's like, you know what message you're sending out to the world? He's like, what? They're comfortable. He's like, you're telling everybody that you've given up and you have no hope, and that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's another call, and Kramer's like, oh, oh he'll, he'll call you back. Jerry's like, who, who was it? What's going on? He's like, it's NBC. He's like, give me the phone. And he calls NBC, and they're like, casting tomorrow? Oh, beautiful. All right, there's casting tomorrow. George kind of freaks out in the last scene at Jerry's apartment. And then we've got him over at the psychiatrist's office. And he's like, what if the pilot gets picked up and it becomes a series? That'd be wonderful. George will be rich and successful. Yeah, it's exactly what I'm worried about. God would never let me be successful. He'll kill me first. He'll never let me be happy. I thought you didn't believe in God. I do for the bad things. Do you hear what you're saying? God isn't out to get you, George. What, what is that on your lip? What? It, it's like a discoloration, it's white. Yes, yes, it's white. Why is that white? You'd better get that checked out. Better get that checked out? I would. What kind of a therapist are you? I'm telling you, I'm scared that something terrible is going to happen to me right away. You start looking for tumors? I'm trying to help you. What are you, like a sadist? No matter how bad somebody feels, you can make them feel worse. I bet you're rooting for a tumor. I think you better go. Oh, I'm going, baby. I'm going. And then we've got George and Jerry, and they're in a taxi. They're going over to NBC, and George is showing Jerry the lip, and Jerry's like, ah, oh, come on, don't worry about it. It's nothing. It's nothing. He shows the taxi driver. He's like, oh, yes, it's like a, it's like a slight discoloration. <laughs> just freaking out even more. He's just like, I, can't, I knew this would happen. And then uh, Jerry looks out the window. This person comes up and's trying to squeegee the windows. He's like, oh, duck, duck, duck. It's, it's crazy Joe Davola. <laughs> <laughs> you see Joe Davola peeking. He's like, "Hey Jerry, good luck with the pilot." <laughs> the next scene, we got George and Jerry, and they're over at NBC. And George is talking to um, one of Russell's guys, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I could, I, I could see it. It's like a, it's like a white, kind of discolored area." <laughs> George just starts freaking out, but they're going to sit and do the whole casting. The first person that walks in is, is going to be playing George. And it's just like regular kind of Hollywood guy. Hey, got to be kidding. This guy's perfect. Hey, let's read this. I'll be reading Jerry's part. Anyone call for Vandalay Industries? No, why? Listen to me. 
I told the unemployment office I was close to a job with Vandalay Industries, and I gave them your phone number. So, when you answer the phone now, you've got to say, Vandalay Industries. I'm Vandalay Industries? Right. Uh, what is that? You're in latex. What do I do with latex? No, uh, you manufacture it. Jerry's like, ah, uh, like this. Who, who the hell does this guy think he is? And, and then the next guy comes in. All right, here's Michael Barth, and he's playing George. I just came from the podiatrist. Yeah, I got something wrong with my foot. I got a little gangrene. They're probably gonna have to amputate. <laughs> Any questions? Uh, yeah, well, what are we looking at here? I mean, is this guy like a real loser? No, not a loser. Uh, let's start with the second scene. You have it there? Yeah. Okay. A man gave me a you know, massage. <laughs> so? Uh, well, he, uh... He had his hands, you know, and uh, he was, uh... He was what? Well, he was, you know, he was touching and rubbing. <laughs> <laughs> George hates him. But Jerry's, like, laughing because he's super funny. Next we have uh, Melissa Shannon comes in, and she's going to play the part of Elaine. And Jerry's all kind of smitten a little bit. He's like, oh, uh, maybe I'll read with her. She's, and she's like... What's going on out there? It's like a bald convention. How about, how about the guy wearing the sweatpants? Did he wear it just for the reading or just wear it all the time? <laughs> Jerry sits down and starts doing the reading with the girl playing Aline. What was that look? What look? That look you just gave me. I gave a look? Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. The woman kind of running the casting is like, oh, let's have a couple of Kramers come through. <laughs> you have all sorts of sizes of Kramers, some short, some tall, some fat, some skinny. And then we finally get a Kramer uh, guy. He seems to look the part. He starts doing the readings like levels <laughs> with steps completely carpeted. <laughs> <laughs> like ancient Egypt. I don't know how you're going to be comfortable like that. Oh, I'll be comfortable. <laughs> and everybody in the room loves it. They're giving him like a standing ovation. Ah, this is great. That was amazing. He comes over. He's like, ah, thank you so much. And you notice there's some raisins sitting on the the table in front of George and Jerry. And he grabs some. He's like, oh, okay. Uh, all right, I'll see you. And he takes off. And like, uh, they notice that the raisins are gone. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the raisins? Next, we have Martin Van Nostrand comes in play, and he wants to play the part of Kramer. What are you doing here? Don't you know each other? Wait a minute, I know you. You're the guy from the Calvin Klein underwear ads. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I saw Joe DiMaggio in Dinky Donuts again. But this time, I went in. Oh, uh, where's the bathroom? I think if you go down the hall, it's on the right at the very end. Uh, yeah. Be right back. And then we've got Kramer just running from establishment to establishment, trying to find a bathroom because he's got to take a number two. 
next we have Jerry and Elaine and they're at Monk's and they're kind of talking about the pilot and Elaine's like, well, who's playing Elaine? Oh, don't worry about it. Very talented, very talented young actress. Really? Yes. Who is it? She's an Eskimo, actually. <laughs> she came down from Juneau by sledge. She was in the Iditarod. Uh -huh. Got to the finish line, just kept going. She's got the dogs with her in the hotel room. <laughs> Listen, was Russell at the casting? No, he didn't show up. Mm. You know, I'm a little bit worried about him. I don't understand. We had one date two months ago. <laughs> Am I that charming and beautiful? No. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the service here. And Jerry's like, you notice anything about some of the waitresses? How every waitress here kind of has the same proportions. <laughs> She's like, I haven't seen anything like this since I saw a Russ Meyer film. And Elaine's like, yeah, you're right. She's like, this is discrimination. <laughs> And then we go, we got George, he's at the doctor's, he's getting his lip checked out, and uh, the doctor's like, huh, it's interesting, I've never, never seen anything like this before, I think I'm going to get a biopsy, George, a biopsy, he's like, is it cancer, I have cancer, I can't, <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have George and Jerry. They're at Jerry's apartment, and he's like... He said he didn't know what it was. All right, so? Well, when I asked him if it was cancer, he didn't give me a get out of here. That's what I wanted to hear. Cancer? <laughs> get out of here. Well, maybe he doesn't have a get out of here kind of personality. How could you be a doctor and not say get out of here? You should be part of the training at medical school. Cancer? Get out of here! Go home! What are you, crazy? It's a little test. It's nothing. You're a real nut. You know that? <laughs> I told you God would never let me be successful. I never should have written that pilot. Now the show will be a big hit, we'll make millions of dollars, and I'll be dead. Dead, Jerry. <laughs> because of this. And Jerry's like, come on, come on. Can't you die with a little dignity? He's like, I've lived my whole life without dignity. Why would I die with dignity? <laughs> all of a sudden, we have Kramer kind of creeping into the apartment, all uh, uncomfortable looking. Jerry's like, what's the matter with you? I got mugged. <laughs> You got mugged. Mugged? Well, I wouldn't have minded it so much, but I was running home to go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, why didn't you use the bathroom in the building? It was full. And I tried a few other places, you know, but that didn't work. I mean, it was an emergency, Jerry. I was really percolating. <laughs> so I decided to run home, you know, through the park, and then these two guys, they stopped me. You big... Yeah. Me. Come on. But now I got a big problem, buddy. What is it? Well, I uh, I waited so long, I I missed my chance. <laughs> George kind of peels off to go to the bathroom because of Kramer's whole ordeal. Elaine comes up, Kramer leaves kind of at the same time. She's like, what's wrong with him? Jerry's like, oh, he's, he's a little backed up. She's like, oh, well, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to apply myself. And uh, Jerry's like, you're not going to get the job. And she's like, exactly. Uh, Jerry, the phone rings and Jerry gets a call from the TV, Elaine, and she wants to get together with him. Uh, scene flips and we've got Jerry and TV Elaine sitting down and she's talking about how she wants to know everything about Elaine. What is she like? Tell me about it. Well, she's fascinated with Greenland. She enjoys teasing animals, ban lawn, and seeing people running for their lives. <laughs> 
She loves throwing garbage out the window, yet she's extremely dainty. How would she eat a hamburger? With her hands. What about pasta? Also with her hands. Seriously. I want to experience everything she's experienced. Everything? Everything. All right, she cuts a pasta with a knife. That's good. What's her favorite movie? Shaft. Oh, you gotta give me a picture. What about sex? She likes talking during sex. Oh, dirty talking? No, just chit-chat, movies, current events, regular stuff. You know, Sandy? Elaine. And then we go, and we've got Kramer and TV Kramer over at Monk's, and Kramer's trying to explain what it's like to be him. I like to eat spaghetti with just a fork because I can keep the strands long, and I can slurp it up to my mouth like this. Look. <sighs> a sex, I like the bottom. Let them do all the work. You should be writing this stuff down. Yeah, bran flakes, 100%. Got a big problem. Uh, I'll have a hamburger. Yeah. Th that's it, thanks that's a lot. good. Oh, now, I like to play golf. This stuff doesn't matter to me. See, I'm gonna do the character like me, not like you. You gotta play him like me. I'm Kramer. I'm Kramer. Whoa, I'm Kramer. And then we've got Elaine coming into Monks and she's applying for a waitress job. The owner or the guy running the, the monks looks her up and down. He's like, I don't think I need anyone else right now. Elaine kind of flips out. She's like, see, you're in big trouble. And next we've got Elaine and she's down at the Equal Employment Opportunity Office. And she's talking to one of the guys at the desk. And she's like, anyway, there's at least four of them and they're all huge and one is bigger than the next it's like a russ meyer movie who's russ meyer oh um he's this guy who made these terrible movies in the 70s with these kinds of women he's obsessed he's obsessed with breasts that's hard to say <laughs> anyway go on um well, there's not really much more to tell. Uh, he was looking for waitresses, and I went in to apply for the job, and he looked me up and down, and he rejected me. And then uh, we got another guy walking by, and he's like, oh, hey, Paul. He's like, come listen to this. Evidently, there's a restaurant on the Upper West Side that only employs big-breasted women. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> That's how the episode ends. Yeah. So this is uh, the halfway point of the pilot. There's really no cutoff and it just kind of rolls into the second part, but we'll stop here for now and we'll do our normal, you know, questions and answers and all that bullshit. <laughs> so the episode gets off with, you know, Jerry's normal standup. And this one is a gem of a standup. And he talks about the uh, fear of public speaking and how it's the number one fear. According to most studies, people's number one fear is public speaking. Number two is death. Death is number two. Now this means to the average person, if you have to go to a funeral, you're better off in the casket than doing the eulogy. So it's crazy because, I mean, I, I don't want to say that public speaking was that bad i think fear of death to me is a little more crazy and uh i'm with george if i get like 
need a biopsy for a discoloration on my lip. That would scare me more than actually giving a presentation. But there was a time that this used to scare the living shit out of me. How about you? <laughs> public speaking? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I dropped public speaking in college like three times. <laughs> or at least two times for sure um because i was like i just couldn't do it when i was like 18 19 yeah um but then i went i went back to college and um i had to do so many damn presentations that i uh i had to get over that quick so i don't mind it at all anymore yeah i, I got thrown right into the lions when i my first class in college was public speaking And it was the first day, first class was a night class. So it was me and like two other 18 year olds and like 35, like professionals on the very first day of class, I had to give an extemporaneous speech. The teacher's like, uh, this row right here, everybody in this row is going to have to give an extemporaneous speech on a person living or dead that they would like to have dinner with. So (laughs) It's my first day of college, and that's what I get dropped on me. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I still remember it, and it scared the crap out of me. And for a Bye. second there, I was fearing, I was, uh, you was I fearing die. AIDS? <laughs> 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 no, I was like, I was, I felt like I was gonna die. My heart was racing. I was sweating, oh, yeah. and I still remember it like it was yesterday. I must have oh, did yeah. like a minute of. I talked about Babe Ruth. I still remember. It's like, oh, uh, he was a big eater. And, uh, you know, I think I would enjoy his company because I'm a big baseball fan. And, uh, you know, we could eat a lot of food together. <laughs> I think that was my <laughs> presentation. So <laughs> public yeah, speaking. I... And then over the course, you know, I, I, my degree from college is communication. So I had to get over that shit, you know, for mm-hmm four uh presentations in one day one time it's just you know you get over it nowadays i do do them all the time through zoom and and it's nothing you know i mean i still get a little butterflies but nothing crazy like that day (laughs) the day i'll never forget (laughs) yeah that that was the thing both times i ended up quitting public speaking because the first day they had you go up there Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're just like, all right, we're going to all do a, a quick two-minute presentation. Uh, and it was like probably like anything we wanted to talk about. But just the fact that I was just like, I can't do this. But now. I mean, yeah. I don't now you don't shut up. Right. <laughs> talk all day. You're up there giving the the uh, swear toast in the middle of your uh, yeah, work like red work fox <laughs> like a red fox album at work right. <laughs> <laughs> all right so the episode starts off when you have kramer begging jerry to um be in the pilot episode of the show jerry and uh jerry tells them you know we can't have two non-actors on the show right. uh, and they do their little thing where they fake laugh so who is in that particular scene we already know jerry's a worse actor but like in that particular scene who is being a worse actor kramer really kramer's laugh is terrible <laughs> yeah but jerry <laughs> jerry's laugh is like ah oh! <laughs> 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 at least 
least Kramer goes right into the lab. <laughs> but what Jerry says is is ridiculously funny. Do you remember that? What? <laughs> it's like time... I have someone that I know that had to go to the hospital. No, it's, <laughs> it's grandmother. Like, yeah, or something. Like He's that. like, oh, my grandmother just went to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just ridiculous well, I, I i honestly can't it's like uh splitting hairs well kramer's like all right i've never been to mars but i imagine it's quite lovely <laughs> <laughs> see if you're acting that's good acting right there because that's a oh, real laugh <laughs> you better believe it so it, we've once again discovered that Elaine's boyfriend slash guys obsessed with her. So in this episode, it's revealed that she did go on that date with Russell and that now he's obsessed with her. Yeah. So she has in this episode alone, she has two psychopaths <laughs> that she has to hide from. Right. And then she has the guy um, that she went to high school with stalks her out at the oh yeah that guy is all not stalks not stalks but caesar undercover they should have got they should have brought back the guy with the bloody nose malika yeah malika should have been yeah that would have been good tissue in his nose yeah with a tissue in his nose like oh hey elaine you look exactly (laughs) the same (laughs) yeah (laughs) so so russell's a smart guy like he didn't put two and two together that Elaine was working with Jerry and George on that whole ketchup secret scheme. No, she he's he says it. He's like, uh, as a matter of fact, he was at the restaurant that day. <laughs> he, like oh, yeah. he is completely oblivious to that. Yeah, he was smitten with Elaine and her breast. She he, she should have sent him down to the restaurant. Yeah, and then he could have got off of her. Yeah, that's yeah, true. that could have got her. Yeah. Got but she had, I think he, I think it's not the cleavage. It's the fact that she's still looking for that ketchup secret. That really <laughs> is really... <laughs> Maybe if he researched and found a ketchup secret, he wouldn't have. Right. He could, exactly. Ended up this whole situation. Uh, so why, why is it that George keeps on going back to Dana Foley? <laughs> we don't know. Um, <laughs> He can't stand her because she's always ruining his life. Yeah. He storms he's out of her office. Bath- making things worse. Yeah. He storms out of her office for the second time. Every, while, all, every other every other session he's storming out of there. Yeah. While insulting her. It's probably because his mother's paying for it. So like he, you know. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't have to pay for it. <laughs> She slaves for the for for these uh, sessions. Yeah, true. She probably won't. <laughs> yeah, as he's getting something for free, he, you know, his mom's giving up the money. I guess. I they think. She, I think. Uh, I think Estelle probably checks in with Dana Foley to make sure that George is going because she wanted him to go because of the whole uh, glamour issue. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's going for a whole another purpose. Yeah. So. You know apparently feel awful about himself (laughs) (laughs) and did you notice he had that red uh jacket on that he had in the dream yeah (laughs) the corduroy uh dream 
Yeah, the quarter of my dream. <laughs> <laughs> he had that jacket on at the at the session he was at. <laughs> so George is a sweatpant guy now. Mm. I gotta tell you though, I mean it's funny how we we went from like when we used to analyze these shows, you know, seasons basically one through three. I think that the line of demarcation was probably the opera episode when he had the weird uh, tux on. Um, mm-hmm. And that was the first poorly dressed episode, I think, for George. Because now all of a sudden he's sweatpant guy, <laughs> which is kind yeah, of a he... turn because he was always kind of sharp. He's a real loser now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to understand, this guy has not had a had a steady job for a long time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he, he was in the real estate uh, business at the beginning. Yeah. You know, he was making moves. Yeah. And uh, he tried to kill his boss. And uh, <laughs> since then, it's been up. It's It's been up and down. Nothing steady. Yeah. I mean, he parked cars for one day, whole day. Right. He did that. He, uh, you know, he's a writer now. <laughs> right. He writes sitcoms. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had sex with the cleaning lady and lost that job. Yeah. And that was like a week. So he got like a week's pay probably and maybe a week of severance. Yeah. He's on unemployment because... for the longest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's now he's that. just straight giving into it. Yeah, I mean, like Jerry says, it's like what you're projecting to the world is that you've given up and you have no hope. Yep. <laughs> and George is like, well, they're comfortable. <laughs> I got I gotta tell you though, George is kind of on to something. So like oh, this... boy. you're gonna try to justify sweatpants? Hey, don't even do it. Don't hey, I'm married. I'm not, not in this house. <laughs> Don't do it here. Talk to Todd about that. Shit. Yeah, Todd. Todd's been sweatpant guy since he got married. I mean, probably eleven years of sweatpants. But mm-hmm. uh, I've always, I mean, when I go to a restaurant or like out, out, I always wear you know jeans or or pant, you know, normal work pants or something. But like with you know with working from home, like if I run to the store, like I'm not changing on my sweatpants. I'm kind of down with the sweatpants now. So I go to the store and I'll return my bottles and cans because I'm still one of those guys that does that. <laughs> Me and crazy Joe Davola, Kramer and, and Newman are the four people that still do that. Yeah. And uh, when I do it, I wear my sweatpants. So I'm, I'm kind of down with the sweatpant move. I don't wear sweatpants. I have not worn sweatpants since I was in eighth grade. <laughs> I swear to God. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever, I can't remember seeing you as an adult in sweatpants and apparently you never have been. In I don't, I don't like um, sweatpants for some reason. I just don't, it has nothing to do with being a loser. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm not, I'm more comfortable with shorts on. I like to wear my basketball shorts. or whatever. Yeah. I got to tell you, sweatpants. I got to tell you a podcast secret. I'm oh, wearing my sweatpants have, right now. Do you have a podcast secret? <laughs> <laughs> and well, I'm wearing shorts, so. <laughs> so the so what we're two, we're both losers. Yeah, but <laughs> so lo, shorts is like the summer version of loser. No, I yeah. feel like mesh shorts are like less. I don't know. To me, 
like I have nice sweatpants on. I mean, they're I'm gonna justify it right here. I, I got Under Armour like nice sweatpants. Ooh. They're not like uh, it's not like I have sweatpants with shorts outside of them, uh, with a oh. with a rip in them. Um, but but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm wearing but I'm wearing a pair of decent sweatpants. But I think like mesh shorts, like you could pretend you just came from the gym, like. Oh yeah, I do a lot of pretending. Like <laughs> <laughs> you go to the store, do whatever. I don't know. I was just playing basketball in these shorts. <laughs> now I got to stop at the store, stop at the store and get my groceries. So what's on George's lip, anyways? Like, do we? I know we never really find out, but what do you think it is? I think it is a pimple, maybe. Or yeah, I'm thinking like hair, ingrown hair or something. Thinking like one of those like. Uh, ingrown hair things like the little yeah although the doctor seems quite baffled by it. Oh, right oh i've never seen this before <laughs> but you got to remember george has no insurance so we can only imagine oh this, true this doctor you know he's probably it's probably not even a real doctor <laughs> <laughs> no you know like he's got that thing vaselined up and he's got all sorts of medication on yeah. it yeah but it's gotta be, it's gotta be like a ingrown hair or something, right? Yeah, that's what like yeah. a, or just he, like a dried, a dry area that kind of gets like irritated, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so why, why would the fake Kramer steal the fucking raisins? <laughs> Thought about this for many years. There's no reason. There's absolutely no reason whatsoever. Why the fake Kramer or anyone else would steal raisins, of all things? I'm. I think that fake Kramer is like a kleptomaniac, because there's no reason for it. Because it's not. They show him later on eating the raisins. He's got the raisins. He yeah. still has the raisins. So it's not like he's like starving and he needs the raisins. Right. I, I mean, one thing I I could think of though was um, isn't aren't raisins? Don't they like bind you up? Like no, they make you. Or they, they make you regu- They do the opposite. They do Prune, the opposite. Prunes, raisins, dried fruit, like that. I think they. Um, oh, they actually make you go. They more. make you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think they okay. get you regulated. Yeah. Oh, okay. So is it kind of like a uh, a uh, what would they say? An That's homage like, to yeah. Well, a uh, uh, a flip of what's going on with the real Kramer kind of thing. Yeah, actually, that kind of makes sense. That he's like, he's so regular that he could take those and not have a situation, the situation right. that Kramer has. So right. Kramer has, he goes <laughs> into the audition. Yeah. Kramer, I don't know what's funnier to me, like Kramer's bad acting or when they make fun of Jerry, you know, when they crack on Jerry and his stand up. Like those two things get me every time. Oh my God. Uh, I love, I was down at the, you know dinky donuts <laughs> he pulls out the crumpled piece of paper like he, he just can't get all he can't get comfortable yeah. <laughs> it's so funny so then he runs out of the audition and he has to go yep. to the bathroom right mm-hmm. so what's your move there if you have to go you know i if, would probably... if your troops are mounted at the <laughs> at the border at the border um... ready to to go to war <laughs> I would probably, I probably would have dropped the deuce in the park. Like I would have peeled off. <laughs> While you were probably, being mugged? 
No, I would have. I would have never made it. How did he hold that thing in? Yeah, like he how did it get tremors? Home. He was at NBC and had tremors. Yeah. How the hell did he get all the way back to one twenty nine West Eighty First Street? How how the hell does he make it all the way back? So the yeah. move should have been he should just hey buddy we're full here like waited. what's that guy he should just wait it. <laughs> I think he didn't realize that he was gonna have to purchase the tickets to the movie theater. Yeah, you know and all that. But yeah. once I got into the strip of um, kind of forest or whatever, I think he's running through like a park or whatever. I would have yeah. peeled off. Yeah, I think, well, he gets mugged. It got so, behind a tree. Um, but before he gets mugged, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm a, in, imagining him not getting mugged right when he gets there. Well, it's, it's like, but the thing is, if he's getting mugged, like, how wouldn't the opposite happen to you? Wouldn't you just you lose lose your bowels at that point? Yeah, one way or the other. I mean, either you're going to either you're going to shit your pants or <laughs> Or you're gonna freak out and tighten up, and yeah, then, and, and, and and you're fucked, and that's what caused the whole issue. He got bound. He lost his momentum or whatever. Yeah, um, he got bound up. I mean, in his defense, like I say, you should just wait it at the initial spot. But like I've been in a situation similar. I mean, not this exact situation. I've never auditioned for a pilot, but i've been like with a stomach situation and when you are in that situation like you can't think straight you start sweating your eyes water you're just like you know you're you're losing it so you just you'll do anything so if you get told like you can't go here you'll just you know go somewhere else real quick because you're like i waiting is just not an option so instead of waiting two minutes right here and holding it i'll just run you know 16 miles to get back to 129 west 81st street Right, right. Um, I, I mean, there's uh, there's no telling what what may happen in one's mind when you're dealing with that kind of shit. It's it's a scary situation for sure. Yep. So, do you want to get to the categories? Yeah, let's get to the categories. <laughs> let's get to the categories. Let's get to the categories. <laughs> All right, up, down, even, Steven. All right, at this point, we've got Kramer. I'll do an easy one. Kramer's way down. Oh, yeah. Jerry is up. Mm -hmm. George is down. And Elaine is even Steven. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I could argue on Elaine because she's got another psycho after her. But at the same time, like, really, there's nothing. She's kind of used to that. (laughs) Uh, Well, Russell's harmless. And he's harmless. Yeah, true. It's not. Yeah, true. (laughs) She's not going to have to spray him with Banaka. So deep cuts, nitpicks or observation. So, I mean. I love the fact that they, um, the like they're doing the reading or whatever, the casting. Yeah. And it's like all these different episodes of Seinfeld. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're redoing like different episodes. That's great. Yeah. These two episodes in particular are like callback central. So, I mean, we can't go through and talk about every single callback, but 
you know, there's a million of them in these. Yeah. And then the fact that they're like reading from earlier episodes, which is technically their lives is like, is just so genius. Yeah. And you just like, you watch it and you're like, oh, the massage episode. And then, oh, the, the dinky donuts and the, you know, it's, it's just so well done. That whole yeah. thing. And then <laughs> I, ground, I wish the, groundbreaking. Yeah. And the one that they like break the fourth wall on this one. And the, and the thing they don't that that we kind of lose with the podcast is those Kramer entrances are so great. I know. <laughs> and then that one fat guy comes in. Just oh gets my me god, it's so funny. <laughs> and then the sh- the really short guy that looks like um, uh, looks like the guy from Honey I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> Rick, Moranis. Rick Moranis. <laughs> Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis with a fucking um, with a mullet. <laughs> yeah I, I know i know there's some stuff that just is not going to come across yeah uh, but yeah like i said I, i'm not going to go ch- check off everyone but i love the fact that a lot of stuff like the readings go back talk about old you know previous episodes once we got um oh we get a little flashback of my favorite line from uh, one of my favorite episodes, the whole ketchup secret. Oh, the shoes. The, yeah, the shoe, the visa shoes. Yeah. Um, the, uh, <laughs> Russell is remembering back to the shoes episode of um, he can't get Elaine out of his mind because of the whole ketchup secret um, yeah. move that she pulled on him. Which is funny because I think that was your favorite line from that episode. Yeah, it was. It was. So it was your your callback too. Yeah, it was my. You couldn't get that out of, out of your mind either. I, I sure. <laughs> Nothing much more that I have. So. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about the observations of all the callbacks, and I'll just throw a couple things out there that I observed. At one point, George is eating ruffles. Yes, <laughs> they have rich. So they're they're sponsoring now. Yeah, now ruffles. <laughs> Ruffles is sponsored. Russell is sponsored by Ruffles. No, <laughs> trying this to say is, that it's hard to say. And 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 uh, previous at the intervention episode, Jerry's got the uh, generic bag of sour cream and onion chips, and now they got Ruffles chips. Oh, plain, plainly displayed. Yeah, true. That's like a, Clear, or clearly displayed. Yeah, that's what it got. It gets you. It shows you how far they've come. <laughs> They could afford less generic snacks. Yeah. Now they're sponsored now instead of not sponsored. Yeah. Um, one other thing was uh, Larry David voice in this one. Yes. He does JFK Jr., right? Yeah, he does that. But um, he's actually, when Kramer goes to run and find a bathroom, he's like, sorry, customers only. That's hilarious. Oh, that's David. Larry David. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, customers only. Is that the at the movie? Th- is that one yeah? I think that? it's. I thought it was a restaurant, but it, is it the same? Is that the same movie theater where George tries to change the twenty dollar bill with the lip with the lips? <laughs> you know what's funny is I always so this this particular scene. I thought that was a restaurant that Kramer. He, was no, to go he to. goes to a movie theater and a restaurant. So it's the restaurant, I think. He's running down the street. He comes out of NBC Studios, which yep. kind of looks like a movie theater, but it, it's got. No, the he big... goes to he goes to a movie theater. He goes to a restaurant, 
and then he goes then he um makes his way through the park where he gets mugged yeah he goes to two different places and that other one you're talking about where he has the we don't accept 20 dollar bills with lipstick on the that on that's the, a movie theater right i thought that was like a little convenience store but like oh, well. what like a convenience window like that has uh maybe yeah like a little pop-up convenience thing but maybe not we'll have to get there <laughs> right uh that's really all i have i mean we already talked about i mean mariska hargitay is in this one which is pretty crazy um from, she goes on to no from law and order come law on and order. Law, sorry, sorry. special victims unit <laughs> isn't um isn't mr bookman in law and order uh he's in a lot of things he's in like uh, a lot of those um he's in like boogie nights and like uh hard eight like a lot of movies like that he's in a lot oh, of stuff yeah I oh, mean, he's I, a PT. He's a PT Anderson guy. Yeah, he's a PT Anderson guy. That's what I was trying to think of his name. Who does those? I don't know. Maybe we could talk about this in the categories episode next time. Um, the most rec- recognizable character that's not, you know, that's a side character on the show that goes on to like fame later, and it would be like a good. There's a lot of good ones out there. What's her name? Courtney um, Cox, probably. Probably, yeah. Not, she's probably the most famous of, of all. I mean, you could argue but, um, Mariska Hargitay, though, because, I mean, SVU's been on for, like, 30 years. Yeah, she's another one. Then you got, what's what's your name with, um, with the big breasts? Oh, Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher. Yeah. She's popular. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll make that a category for the next one. Yeah, there's other there's other people. I mean, there's a there's a lot of people that that emerge from Seinfeld. Yeah, Russell's in uh, some Friends episodes. <laughs> Did you know that? No, I didn't. He's Phoebe's dad. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Friends. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of side characters in. Seinfeld that are yeah. uh, friends too. Yeah, John yeah. Favreau is in, in both. I know. He dates, yeah, he, yeah uh, he's, he's the uh, clown in this one. Clown. Yeah, and then and he's, he's Courtney uh, Cox. Courtney uh, Cox's boyfriend. Yeah, like a chef yeah. or something, right? He, yep, yep. He owns a bunch of restaurants. Yeah, Russell is uh, Phoebe's dad. I don't think I've still seen all of the Friends episodes, and then <laughs> I was watching w- randomly one day. And Phoebe's meeting her father, and it's fucking Russell Dalrymple. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh my god, he's he's totally different. In front. Is he Denise Richards' father too? No, <laughs> on the show or just on Seinfeld? Yeah. All of a sudden, this became friend bros. Denise Richards is is popular too. Yeah, true. There's um, a lot of there's a lot of popular people. Yeah, Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. The Brawless Wonder. Oh, yeah. Heiress to the O. Henry candy bar. And then, of course, you have the Bubble Boy's dad. Oh, yeah. Donald Sanger. There's so many people. It's crazy. Yeah, true. We'll have to, maybe we could litigate that on the category episode. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll all right. Off. Let's talk about some of the side characters. And what I want to do here is just talk about a couple of them, but there's a lot that kind of carry over to the second one. Yep. So we'll talk about the three actors. Um, 
in, in the after the second episode we'll talk about those ones but for this isn't one the, isn't mark michael barth jeremy pivens yeah jeremy Piz- yeah, Piven, he, yeah he's another popular one yeah but yeah we'll talk about those ones after because i have a couple of questions on those guys so we'll talk about them in the second half of this okay. um but for this one any thoughts on the doctor or uh the cabbie uh not really um the cabbie's funny <laughs> you know it's funny that cabbie is like he like i saw him and i'm like who the hell is that he reminds me of somebody then i was like you know what he's in the last boy scout <laughs> <laughs> no but he was in mr deeds as is the, he? yeah he's the like the butler on mr deeds i think he's oh, in a God. bunch of um adam sandler vehicles i keep on saying really? vehicles i just like saying that expression yeah he's i didn't even pick up on that yeah he's i was like this guy looks so familiar so he's in he's always like a little side character in in these you know in shows he always plays like a distinguished gentleman and now this time he's a cabbie okay <laughs> that points out the white discoloration <laughs> yeah he's, um, he's kind of funny the doctor is strange yeah i i think very weird. he's very stiff and has nothing to offer to george except making him more paranoid yeah he's not Which even i wanna... guess that's what doctors do they fucking have no clue about life <laughs> you know what i'm saying like they have no compassion yeah that's weird Huh, I'm gonna have to get a biopsy of that. Meanwhile, like the dude is fucking freaking out. Like, at least offer him a little bit of like console him a little bit, a little bedside yeah, I mean, manner. The, la- the lab is fucking backed up. This guy has to wait like a week to find out if he's gonna die. Well, I mean, besides like the obvious, like them giving giving you the bad news, like the worst possible thing the doctor could say to you is, oh, that's interesting. I've never seen that before. Right. <laughs> like, right. like what the, where is your mind going to go then? <laughs> right. Right. Like, but that's like, what these guys do. They have no fucking like clue how to live. Like they have no connection with regular society you know what i mean like you probably talk with doctors all the time over over at the nut house it's it's funny because the doctors i deal with are not it's different i mean when you're not a patient i think it's different yeah i, I talked to them about pay so it's like... yeah oh they're they're real into that shit. <laughs> they fucking love money <laughs> i never seen people love money so much <laughs> But yeah, I, I talked I talk to doc doctors all the time. They are just fucking the biggest nerds. Yeah. It's very rare to de- to have a doctor that's fucking actually like normal. <laughs> that can conduct a normal conversation. Yeah. Sucks, but whatever. I guess. All right. Let's talk about uh some of the people that auditioned for the pilot. Okay. Um, do you have any thoughts on any of them that didn't get on the show, but Addition, not the non three that didn't get on, yeah. Like the three or four, you had the guy that read George with the, with the <sighs> full head of hair, yeah. I, that's that was kind of funny. George seemed to like him, jo- yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry was like, There's no way we could pull this off. Like, <laughs> clearly, George is a bald character. Um, 
Yeah, there's nothing really there. Nothing really. It's all funny though. I mean, yeah. you know, but there's not much that that we could really talk about with it. Best line or scene from the episode. I was thinking you would double up on it and say, "Do you have a ketchup secret?" Yeah, <laughs> it's my favorite uh, line again. <laughs> I don't know. This. I mean, I laughed a couple of times. It was funny. You wearing sweatpants again, huh? <laughs> again with the sweatpants yeah that yeah, was on my list uh, <laughs> they're comfortable well, you know what you're projecting to the world you're projecting to the world that you've given up that you have no hope <laughs> <laughs> like that <laughs> he comes in with the sweatpants and the yellow polo All it looks like it may, might have a little grease stain on it all disheveled <laughs> i have a couple it's like the sweatpant lines i love those i love elaine's like i i mentioned this earlier how i just love when they make fun of jerry stand up and russell's like oh we have this young comedian jerry seinfeld and she's like oh is he one of those guys that you know that does that did you notice did you ever, yeah <laughs> did you ever notice is he that yeah. he's that did you ever notice guy <laughs> i have uh when george is like i lived my whole life in shame why would i die with dignity <laughs> right <laughs> can't you die with a little dignity <laughs> no i can't and then the end of this one with uh elaine she's like uh they ask her what a russell meyer film is and, and she's like a russ meyer film is and she says uh yeah, he's, you know, he makes these movies. He's obsessed with breasts. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, so that's all I have uh, for favorite. Apparently, movie. there's a restaurant on the Upper West Side that only employs big breast women. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> all right. Which character won the episode? Thus far? I, I mean, I get uh, so yeah. far this one, I, I would say Jerry. Yeah. Uh, Jerry's got his whole fucking pilot going. Everything. Yep. Can't he's, give it to George, unfortunately, because he's in a whole mess of problems right now. Yeah, and he's currently making out with fake Elaine, too, in this one, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so he's Jerry. got that going on. Jerry's trying to kind of killing it during the first one. Mm. And then, uh, you know, we'll transition to the second. He one. has a little scare with crazy Joe Davola, but that's really it. Yeah. And, you know, he gets, he ducks down and the cab gets out of there. Mr. Yeah. Deeds Butler gets him out of there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So do you want to jump right in this episode two? So the second part of the pilot opens up. We've got the pilot is on and it's opening up. It's made up. Hagendaz is made up. It's not Danish. You're crazy. No, I'm not. George, is Hagendaz Danish? What do you mean Danish? This guy stinks. Danish? Is it from Denmark? No, they make it in New Jersey. It's just a Danish sounding name. I can't believe that. They fooled me, Jerry. Boy, talk about a show about nothing. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. This this is not right. May I? 
You see, you're going, they fooled me, Jerry. You want to hit fooled more. They fooled me, Jerry. You see the difference? I'm not going to say it like that. <laughs> Just a suggestion. <laughs> All right, everybody. Take a five. Yeah, that's five. As they're going through the episode of Jerry, George interrupts and he's criticizing everyone, criticizing the director, criticizing the actors, and everyone's getting annoyed with him. <laughs> Pulls Jerry to the side. Jerry's like, you know, uh, I'm getting a hunch that people are getting a little bit annoyed with you and you criticizing them and what they're doing. George is like, the guy that's playing Kramer, you think you think he stole the raisins? Next, <laughs> <laughs> so we got the director, and he's over talking to uh, Rita Kirsten, and he he's pissed off at George. He's like, the bald guy's driving me nuts. He's like, I'm gonna rip him a new one if he doesn't leave me alone. I wish that was our real problem. What do you think the real problem is? It's Seinfeld. He can't act. It's pathetic. I told you these stand-ups can't act. I'm cringing watching him. Next, you got Jerry in the TV version of Elaine sitting there, and she's like, are you, are you breaking up with me? And he's like, or are we going out? And uh, we'll get to see that she's just becoming extremely nuts. Um, and then we've got George confronting the TV version of Kramer. You remember when you came in to audition for us? Yeah. There was a box of raisins on the coffee table. <laughs> Did you, by any chance, take them with you when you left? What are you talking about? Well, we were all eating the raisins, and I remember you. You were uh, eating some of the raisins, and then you left, and the raisins were gone. And I was just wondering if, you know, <laughs> maybe you took them with you. <laughs> Are you accusing me of stealing the raisins? Oh, no, no, Now, no, why no, would I steal a box of raisins? No, you wouldn't. Nobody would, you know. It's just that uh, they were missing, and... Uh... Well, I'm just inquiring. Let me give you a word of advice, okay? I want you to stay away from me. I don't want to talk to you, and I don't want to hear any more of your stupid little notes and suggestions. I don't like you. So if you've got any other problems, whether it's raisins, prunes, figs, or any other dried fruit, <laughs> just keep it to yourself and stay out of my way, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next, we've got Russell. He's given Elaine a call, and he's groveling like a little worm. And <laughs> he's saying he'll do anything for her. Just give him a chance, and uh, he hangs up. And one of the guys working on the show bumps into... Russell and he flips out. He starts yelling, saying that he, "Do you know who I am? I'll fire you." I was like, "I've destroyed people's careers." It's like I could have any woman in the city. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we've got George. He's over at Jerry's apartment, talking about how uh, the doctor said that the lab is backed up. There's nothing wrong with you. I'm the one who's dying. What do you mean? Because I can't act. I stink. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to make a fool out of myself in front of the entire country. Oh, come on. You're, uh, you're fine. 
this show's gonna ruin my entire career. I don't know how I got involved in this. What about me? I was a total failure. Everything was fine. Now this thing's gonna be a success, and God's gonna give me a terminal disease. This actor's playing Elaine. She's out of her mind. Yeah, the guy playing Kramer threatened me. Why? Because I asked him about the raisins. You mentioned the raisins. Oh, yeah. Did he take them? I don't know. Well, if he didn't take them, what happened to him? That's what I'm trying to find out. Looks like got Kramer coming in. He's all uncomfortable. He's saying he's all backed up. He's like, I, I, I have no peristalsis. <laughs> what about Bran? I tried Bran. 40%, 50%, 100%. The Bran isn't working for me. Uh, what about Did Medellin? it. How about X? You had it. Milk and Yeah, yeah. Well, my friend, it may be time to consider the dreaded apparatus. He's like, I'm not going to insert anything back there. <laughs> and then we got Elaine comes up and she's like, well, I reported him. He's not going to get away with this. Jerry's like, you're going to come to the taping? And she's like, no, no, Russell, he, he makes me so uncomfortable. Kramer, you, you going to come? check out the taping no i'm gonna i'm gonna stay at home base in case there's any uh news from the front (laughs) (laughs) we go back to the pilot and we've got everyone getting prepared and ready makeup and hair done we see the tv kramer and he's eating his raisins (laughs) And then we've got Kramer, and he's going to down to the drugstore to get the dreaded apparatus. <laughs> TV Elaine uh, is getting ready, and they're asking her if she's uh, almost done with makeup, and she's not answering. And Jerry suggests that they call her Elaine, and because uh, she's not answering to Sandy anymore. TV George Mike Michael Barth runs up to Jerry's, freaking out. He's like, I, I can't remember my lines. Relax, you'll be fine. I can't relax. I don't. I don't. I don't. What line? I don't know any of them. You just like George. George did the same thing. You just like him. It's amazing. Help me, Jerry. Help me. George is always saying that. I can't believe you don't have to worry. Anyway, it's not live. It's not gonna be on the air next week. Have a good show. What's my first line? Just, just tell me my first line. New sneakers. New sneakers. Right. That's it. New sneakers. Okay. Everyone's kind of asking where Russell is because he's not there at the taping, which is odd because he's the president of NBC with a new pilot opening. And Crespi or Stu or whoever is like, oh, I think it's about a woman. And then we quickly flash and George is calling the lab or the doctor about the results. And uh, like, well, sir, your uh, biopsy came back and it's negative. George freaks out. Why? Why? Oh, wait. Huh? Negative's good? It's good? <laughs> Flash and see that crazy Joe Davola is in the audience. <laughs> looking, looking extra creepy and crazy. Kramer gets home and he uh, heads into his apartment with the uh, enema. And then we go back and uh, George goes up to the TV Kramer and he wants to apologize for all of the uh, different awkward conversations they've had. He wants to patch things over. Listen, I know we've had our problems in the past, but uh, we got a show to do tonight. 
Time to pull together as a team. Life's too short. I say, let's let bygones be bygones. If you took the raisins, if you didn't take the raisins, they weren't even my raisins. I, I was just curious because it seemed like a strange thing to do, to, to walk into a room, audition, and walk out with a box of raisins. Anyway, whatever. If you ever want to tell me about it, the door to my office is always open. In the event that I get an office. You'll come in, we'll talk about the raisins, we'll have a nice laugh. How would you like it if I just pulled your heart out of your chest right now and shoved it down your throat? The jury pilot begins to open up. We've got announcements. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a taping of the new show, Jerry. Does everybody here know what a pilot is? Yeah, he flies the plane. Uh, no, a pilot is uh, uh, the taping of a show that's the first show before a TV series. And uh, this show will air on Thursday. Are you ready to meet our cast? We quickly flash to see that Kramer is actually doing the enema. And then we go back and we've got Jerry on stage and he's opening up the show. Good evening, folks. How you doing? Yeah. Wow. You sound like a great crowd. We have a, a show we're going to put on for you tonight. It's a, it's a new TV show. It's a, what, what they call a pilot. And we hope it becomes a series. It's called Jerry. And I'm playing Jerry. Six Zipper Tyrannus! <laughs> Crazy Joe Davola jumping from the uh, rafters. And then we go. We've got uh, George and Jerry. And they're getting ready to watch the pilot. Elaine comes up. Kramer comes in and he's all loose as a goose. Looks like he might have had a shot of Hennigan's. He's all happy. Hey, Bisto Peck and Mama, you swing that down and round. Adam and Nick with the hand round and round you go. Well, well, well. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Oh, you went for the big E, huh? Wet and wild. <laughs> all right, Kramer, sit down. Come on, it's about to start. Yes. Oh, yes. It just says they're about to. Uh, Settle in to watch the pilot. Yeah, we've got Elaine finding Morty's uh, Mr. Seinfeld's wallet that was lost in the couch, which he um, thought that was stolen over at uh, the back doctor's office. We've got the pilot playing. Hey. Hey, George. Any sneakers? Yeah. What do you need any sneakers for? I like sneakers. I didn't make a decision which ones to wear. I'd go crazy if I had to decide which sneakers to wear every day. Ah, you're crazy anyway. Why did you eat the top off the bottom? So what? I can't eat it now. George. <laughs> what kind of stupid show is this? Hey, that's that idiot that took all my records. <laughs> John, what are you doing? Come back to bed. This uh, show looks interesting. Uh... Isn't he that uh, Seinfeld fellow you went out with? Oh, he's horrible, horrible. Nevertheless. <laughs> oh, that Jerry's a funny guy, huh? Got to love the sign. Hate the sign. What do you think, George? That's a piece of crap. George, oh, Donald, do you used to like him? What a sellout. Give me that remote. Give me that. Give me the remote. Come on, Jerry, the commercial's almost over. All right. You know, Jerry, I really like this guy who's playing the button. Oh, yeah, he was good. You know, he's John Ritter's cousin. Really? Yeah. 
Hello, Charles. Hello. So, uh, where do you want me to start today? Why don't you start in the bedroom? I'll start in your bedroom. <laughs> hey, hey, the butler's here. He is? Listen, when he's finished, send him over to my house. I'm not sending him to your house. Why not? Because the judge decreed he become my butler, not my friend's butler. Jerry, he is your butler. You can give him any order you want. That's what butlers do. But I don't want to. Jerry, my house is a pigsty. Come on. Yeah. Come on up. I need more pledge. More pledge? I just bought two cans last week, and I don't have any wood in the house. Pilot ends. The crew is loving it. They're going wild. Jerry's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we should go out and celebrate. This is great. All of a sudden, the phone rings, and Jerry picks up, and it's Rita Kearson from NBC. And she's like, I don't know. Uh, Russell disappeared. Like, you should know that uh, Russell and I never saw eye to eye on many projects. And uh, I have to tell you, I'm uh, passing on the show. Goodbye, Jerry. All of a sudden, uh, George and Jerry, they're like kind of closing in on Elaine. And she's like, what are, what are you looking at me for? He's like, his obsession with you costs us a TV show. And then we flash quickly and it's Russell and he's out at sea and he's talking about Elaine. He's Elaine Bennis. She works for Pendant Publishing. It's the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. <laughs> and then we go and uh, we got the whole crew there going out over to Monks. The place is just packed full of people. <laughs> Actually a little bit of a wait to get a table. And Elaine looks over and she sees the guys from the Equal Opportunity uh, Employment Office. She's like, what are you doing here? She's like, they're like, oh, we're just checking things out. And then the, uh, the owner comes over, lunch and dinner? I'm going to get you guys a piece of pie in the house. <laughs> and then Elaine runs over to the owner and she's like, you're in big trouble. It's like, all oh, these girls, they're all alike. They all look the same. This is discrimination. Like, yes, yes, I, I know. They all look alike because they're my daughters. <laughs> <laughs> and then George comes in. He's like, oh, and I must say, they're very lovely girls. They're very lovely girls. And he's like, well, thank you so much. And I sit down and George's like, well, I guess I got to start looking for a job. <laughs> And was like, you know what, George, you should, you should think about working for the Green Peace. And then we've got a scene and it's just a couple of guys out at sea. And it appears that Russell has maybe gone overboard and is drifting off and disappears at sea. And you see the script for the Jerry pilot just uh, <laughs> drifting in the ocean. What you did out here? Goodbye, Maisie! Goodbye! That's how the episode ends. Yeah. So And that's how season four ends. Yeah, season four ends right there with the death, of course. <laughs> Yet another person dying outside felt. <laughs> Russell get it goes off to work for Greenpeace and never comes back. <laughs> I'll write to her, Elaine Bennis. Yeah, and that uh, I love about you. 
I believe that one of the two men on the raft is Larry David, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, it, it's weird. It's hard to tell because he's, you know, covered up. The voice sounds familiar. And when I looked at the script thing that I read, it says Larry David. So okay. um, I think it's Larry David again. So a double Larry David. <laughs> um, so the episode starts off and Kramer's talking about the getting the big E. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And of course, I'm going to go here because, you know, why not? We is it me or is the is it me or is the dreaded apparatus look like a heating pad with a tube attached to it? <laughs> like, what is going on with that? Thing? Yeah, my son, Ben, had, had to deal with the big E a couple of times when he was little. Oh, because of poop the... problems, but it doesn't look anything like that. It's like a little squirt bottle, isn't it? Yeah, this... I think so. They used to sell them down at the uh, at the corner store, you know, like the Lucy's. <laughs> uh, no, shit, the boxes shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it used to used to there used to be an aisle two at Expect, and that was they're a very popular item because yeah, of all the yeah. old people that shop there. Yeah. But they were in like a little bottle, almost like a contact solution bottle, right? Yeah, I th- I uh, I don't have problems with. Um being all bound up so i don't really know yeah, i think cool. i think it's uh i think it's a little uh solution that you put in yeah. there mm-hmm. it um loosens everything up and uh it's supposed to come out that you feel like it's wet and wild yeah <laughs> how and, gross and wild how gross is that line oh. <laughs> perfect for our show of course Oh yeah, very scatical, scatological on this show. Yep. Um, so Joe Devola is stepping up his game, huh? Yeah. He's now he's now being compared to uh, John Wilkes Booth. Yes, doing his yes. move. Uh, death to tyrants. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a page out of John Wilkes Booth. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a. Uh... He's a character, huh? Yeah, he's quite is that the, the end? Is that the end of Joe Davola? I believe it is. Does he show up in the uh, the Numenium episode or the uh, FDR episode? When they have all the crazy characters with these parties and stuff, is he involved at, at all in that? I, I think he's never invited to a party, including the one where he's originally mad about. Right. Where he uh, kicked Kramer in the head. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> comes like, oh, along man. singing a song and then he leaves by jumping off the, the rafters like Macho Man. Yeah, Death <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of go- I, I can't stand him. I, uh, I think I, he's funny as hell in this episode, though. The two, the, his two lines are fucking great. Yeah, yeah it is funny, <laughs> but I, I, I don't like him. So, what do you think the actual show is about? jerry like what's going on on the show obviously we know it's about nothing but like on this first episode yeah well are they have a discussion about haagen what where it's from <laughs> <laughs> and um sneakers <laughs> and uh and then we're, we get a little glimpse of this guy that ha- is uh that had no insurance and he gets decreed 
Jerry's butler and he's cleaning. And he's dating Elaine, apparently. And then he gets a date with Elaine, yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but he's even... John Ritter's cousin, stuff. So. Yeah. Well, actually, it's funny because fake Elaine has got better taste than real Elaine. Because this guy seems, even though he's a butler, like, I, I, well, I guess he doesn't really have a job. So he doesn't really have much going for him. <laughs> he's John Ritter's cousin. <laughs> and he has no insurance, but he's John Ritter's cousin. Yeah. yeah. Of the three, like, Elaine... Kramer and and George, the the three actors, Michael Barth, Tom Pepper, and Sandy Robbins. Like, who's your favorite? Who's your least favorite? Let's talk about those. Oh my god, I love Michael Barth. I think that Tom Pepper does a does a pretty good job of Kramer. He's also in uh, Friends, and uh, <laughs> I can't stand Sandy. I uh, she's fucking whacked. Yeah, well, she's she does that transition. She, you know, she, she wants to experience everything Elaine experiences, and then she goes, "Can we still be friends?" It's, it's like the Elaine. Oh yeah, yeah. She's yeah. just running through kind of like Elaine's thing, but like in fast forward. Her yeah, that's a, good, that's, a, that's a good. That's a good. So, so technically, I hate Elaine too. Yeah, because <laughs> she's psycho. Yeah. Huh. I think. Michael Barth plays a great, he's pretty much George. He's like a little thinner version of George. Um, Pepper is a, is a good version of Kramer. He's just a little bit uglier. Um, and then maybe, I don't know, maybe Sandy is just like Elaine. And I, uh, I'm uh, look, looking past some of Elaine's issues. Yeah. I, I don't know. I hate the Tom. I hate Tom Pepper. Like outside of, like he makes sense as Kramer, but like I just I, I don't know. Like his whole thing, like how angry he is. Like it, when he wants to rip George's heart yeah, out, stuff it down his throat. That he's bothers fucking you. nuts. Yeah, it is. Like yeah. I love I love Michael Barth though. I think he's oh, good. and his he's how he's so neurotic. Cool. He's like exactly George. Like he could have yeah. you know been George. What is this guy like a loser or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not a loser. <laughs> I love that. That should I should have said that for my favorite line. Yeah. Damn. Yep. What is he like a loser or something? <laughs> you know, I just came from the podiatrist. <laughs> yeah, he's so funny. <laughs> yeah he definitely michael barth was great um and then sandy i can't i don't know i hate i can't stand her either yeah i don't like her like it's she's it's... she's very method she's like daniel day lewis i guess but she gets she like freaks me out a little completely bit. into character yeah yeah um, I, I don't like that i'm pretty sure she's in a russell meyer film if i'm not mistaken really i didn't no. know that <laughs> She didn't have big breasts, did she? I don't judge women like that. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. What's your favorite uh, line from the Jerry show, from the Jerry pilot? Well, I've used it over the years because he's my butler. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely fucking terrible and sums up Jerry perfectly. Oh, yeah. Like, 
<laughs> because he's my butler. <laughs> so terrible. Yeah, I think it starts and ends with <laughs> because he's my butler, like the way he says it. Because he's my butler. <laughs> <laughs> somehow he be- he's becoming a better actor in the real show right but then he tunes it back to his season one skills oh, yeah. for the jerry pilot he which is all cool. the way back to, to season <laughs> one yes he's terrible <laughs> and then did you notice how high is he- i think his hair is higher than elaine <laughs> he's great he's building that? a great wall too he has a great wall of hair <laughs> <laughs> so they call back a bunch of character which is amazing i love how yeah. they do this they show those quick cuts and they show you know <laughs> susan and uh george's ex allison they show yep. the old man sid fields and the housekeeper yep. john f kennedy jr and marla yeah the drake and the drakeette and apparently yep. those motherfuckers are back together and I'm telling you, they're on a scheme. They work they that scheme. They have no TV, though. You yeah, saw but... they were on a transistor radio. With <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Which makes zero sense. A portable TV. Well, it's just... <laughs> no, I think had, it's like uh... a portable TV. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have Peng and Cheryl. Yep. Um, <laughs> the Bubble Boy and Family. Yep. yep. Uh, Morty and Helen, of course. Yep. How can anyone not like him? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. And then you have Newman sleeping. Sleeping, listening to the Yankee game. Yeah, watching the Yankee game. Addingly with a base hit up the middle. <laughs> <laughs> you had Salman Rushdie. And- oh, so I forgot about that. Yeah, Salman Rushdie and uh and uh Sidra. Yep. That Kim Novak had some big breasts <laughs> for no reason at all. And then, oh, so I forgot about CK and uh, and Tia. Yes, yes. He has a good style. I like his style. But he picks his nose. <laughs> <laughs> so which one Which one of those, you know, callbacks is your favorite? Uh, CK, because he did it again. No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally joking. Um, which one do I like the best? Jeez, um, oh, that's a tough one. They're all good on the same kind of level they're all they all bring back the episode kind of where they are yeah i i'm um, one of them really stand out to me i would say i love i don't know to me it's morty and helen because she's like how can anyone not like it yeah. but i'm too interested like the two interesting ones to me are the the drake and the drake which is <laughs> they're somehow still together Right. After all that they're crying. Back, or they're back together, supposedly. Yeah, after all that crying. And then um Sidra is she's sleeping with Sal Bass. Are they together or are they just friends from the health club? I don't know. Like the, well, they're not, yeah. I guess they could just be friends from the health club. They both uh, but he's doing he's doing yeah. the you know that he's trying to figure out if her breasts are fake or not. Oh yeah. So maybe he is into she's into him and he's ruining that somehow into it (laughs) um yeah that's interesting interesting take um i think they all bring their own episode back 
mm-hmm. of course the Seinfelds and Newman are um, they go on Susan goes on mm-hmm. um, but a- as far as where we are right now with Seinfeld they all chime in with their, their piece of it I like Ping, Ping and Cheryl too that's a good oh, one yeah. Oh, and good. we did. We we answered good. our question. This is paying in another episode, and he's in this yeah, one. So. Here he is speaking Chinese. Oh, you have a good perspective. <laughs> I thought he was dark and mysterious. <laughs> Let's go to the categories. So the first category we have is up, down, even Steven. <sighs> Let's see here. Um... Jerry and George are down. Elaine is even Steven. And Kramer is even Steven. Uh, I think Kramer's up. Because I'm pretty sure he took a crap so big his pants fit better. No, that's (laughs) possible. (laughs) And he seems very just loosey goosey. Yeah, he definitely had a couple shots of Hennigan's or something. Yeah, other than that, I agree. It makes sense. Do you have any deep cuts, nitpicks, or observations? Um, No, I mean, again, the the observations are everyone kind of coming back Mm -hmm. from previous episodes. Deep cuts, um, I can't think of anything, and nitpicks. Um, no, I don't really have anything official for Netflix now. I think they do a good job tying the season up with the yeah. whole ending, uh, yeah. and how it's canceled. There's a million observations and deep cuts in this episode, but the one that really deserves to be called out, and you mentioned it already, is the awesome callback to the wallet. Yes. Like finding that wallet in the couch, like ties that whole arc together about Morty losing his wallet and everything. It just makes it makes it even funnier that he lost his shit in the doctor's office. Yeah. <laughs> so true. He, yeah. So I just absolutely love that. I mean, I have a couple minor nitpicks um about the coffee shop situation. It's like this owner of the coffee shop. Where does he come from? Like, this never, like, they had Reggie or not Reggie. Yeah, they had the black guy. Yeah, they had that guy. And all of a sudden he's gone and this coffee shop is owned for one episode by the guy hiring his daughters that are all big breasted. And and then the place is mobbed. So clearly they're doing good business. I mean... Maybe he gets arrested for some reason because he did seem pretty perverted when he looked Elaine up and down. Right. <laughs> Mr. Fasecki. <laughs> um, and then the other they're, nitpick. They're, they're very lovely kids. Yeah. And then the other nitpick is like they're hiring. So then they're looking for a waitress. Yeah. And then Elaine obviously has all the experience and he doesn't hire her. Because really, the assumption that she has her breasts aren't big enough, but right. then like it doesn't like it doesn't kind of work. Like that's my nitpick. Yeah, that's a good nit because yeah, they're supposedly hiring, 
she comes with the great experience, but not the uh, the breast size, and um, which makes so who's he? What is he looking for? Yeah, because if it's not a if it, it up. yeah, and if, it, if if he's looking for breast size, then it's his daughters are the ones with the like. It's strange. Yeah, <laughs> either way, you slice it. If you could slice it so thin, you can't even see it. That's how much right. I want to slice it. Um, right. Let's talk about a few of the side characters. We we went deep dive into those, um, to the Michael Barth, Tom Pepper, and and Sandy Robbins. But do you have anything else to add on them? And then we have a couple other side characters that I want to talk about. No, I I think I uh, I think I explained my piece. Uh, I like Barth. Pepper is good, um, but yeah, like like you said, he's a bit crazy. And then uh, Sandy is, um, I don't know, I don't like her. She's on my nerves. Yeah. So what do you think of the uh, Mr. Pasecki, the coffee shop owner? The guy running mugs? Yeah. He's a, a bit perverted. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. He's He's okay. I don't really have, I mean. Yeah. He does have the gem of a line when he's like, oh, he's like, lunch and dinner. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So those two guys. Get you a piece of pie. So those two guys (laughs) from the Equal Opportunity. Oh, they're funny. You like those guys? (laughs) I like those guys. Yeah, they're funny. Carl, Carl, listen to this. (laughs) typical government uh (laughs) yeah sitting there doing nothing and then this girl comes in talking about how there might be some discrimination at this restaurant over on the uh the west side yeah carl come 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 here and, and listen to this story this young lady has apparently there's a restaurant on the west side only hiring big breasted women. <laughs> then they're fucking they're good down there doing <laughs> an investigation. Yeah, yeah. They're they're checking <laughs> things out. <laughs> <laughs> and who's this Russ Myers? Looking <laughs> funny as hell. Taking notes all serious. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, what do you think of the Greenpeace people <laughs> on the raft? Uh, they're for the co- They're uh, dying for the cause. Um, it's interesting to hear that Larry David is one of those guys. Yeah, he gets around. He does. He he plays some interesting characters. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just that we should we should uh, look back when we're all done. Yeah, at all the different things that he does. He's the man in the cape. He's this guy. Oh, yeah. Does the voice of this person? Like he's yeah. so funny. Yeah, he no gets one around. knows. No one knows unless you deep dive into Seinfeld. Like yeah, and it's really you didn't know in the moment, and then he became no. you know Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> it's like now it's like that voice. That voice. Um, <laughs> So far, I love him when he's doing that, when he's acting in Rochelle, Rochelle. <laughs> Come down here and sit next to the fire. 
<laughs> Why don't you remove your shirt and sit by the fire? <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> favorite line or scene from the episode? I'm so cold. <laughs> How much? If there was a real Rochelle, I think they should make a Rochelle Rochelle. Like I don't know the, why they don't. I just make like take those two lines and then make channel too. Like channel's got to be a, a movie. Quick, get it to the channel. <laughs> Every day when I'm driving to work, when I get up close to uh, Vernon and and uh, Coventry and stuff, there's a sign a sign on the side of the highway that says. Um, next exit is Tunnel Road. <laughs> That's why I always am like, get into the channel. <laughs> it automatically makes me think that. <laughs> it's about to blow. <laughs> Everyone out of the channel. Now they're into and then out of the channel. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Um, this tunnel Road. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, yeah. Favorite line or scene? Mm. Uh, uh, <laughs> I should, ne- when we get into the next couple of seasons, I should mark down what my favorite line is. I don't have to remember. Yeah. <clears throat> Usually I remember, but I can't think. Um, go do your do yours. And All right. Come back to me. I can't think right now for some reason. All right. I think my favorite uh, line. Is the um, is Kramer's like? I want to be close to the home base in case, case there's any news from the ho- from the front. Yeah, <laughs> that's <funny. laughs> that good. Um, yeah, and I just I love the uh, that intertwined callbacks to all the other, even Sid Fields, who I can't stand, even even the, just like a great summary of season four. Yeah, I think that's the best scene. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like when Michael Barth freaks out and he's <laughs> running back and forth, trying to like he can't figure out his line, and he grabs Jerry. I can't think of my lines. He's like, "Help me! What's my what's my first line? Get me going." <laughs> <laughs> Jerry just starts laughing. He's like, "You're just like George. This is not George or that. That's good." Um, and then probably the end with the whole uh, we find out that uh, why all the girls that monks look alike <laughs> and Ch- Ch- uh, George slips into a little bit of the stock market George he's like oh he's a, so, uh, the, the, I must say they're very lovely girls <laughs> <laughs> alright so which character won the episode that is a difficult ass question um I think on this one, I kind of want to go off the board a little bit because I think um, we mentioned him a few times. I think Michael Barth deserves something for this. And I don't know if he wins the episode, but I just think he does a great George. And like he's. I I have no problem with that. He's funny as hell. Yeah. And it's Jeremy Piven who, you know, I, I absolutely. When I think of Jeremy Piven, like he's done a million things, but to me, he's always the guy from Rush Hour 2. That's like buttercream, buttercream. 
Yeah. You got that mochaccino skin, buttercream, buttercream. I just love that. So I, I don't know. I wanted to shout him out. So I don't know. I give the win to Michael Barth. Plus, his name is great. Michael yeah. Barth. Mike Barth. <laughs> so he comes in. What is this guy like a loser or something? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, he's so funny. Um, yeah, no, none of the main characters win at all. They're all pretty much a mess. Um, then, the, then the pilot gets canceled, which which hurts Michael Barth. But um, yeah, oh, then maybe Larry David wins. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny in the whole season. No, uh, yeah, I can, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. I don't see any problem with that. All right, Michael Barth with the W. <laughs> <laughs> Does that count for a George win then? Kinda. <laughs> um. So which half won the faceoff? Uh the second one. Yeah, I think. I like both halves, but the second one's better. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's the second one. The second one's better, yeah. Because less Russell's annoyingness, I think, in the second one. Yeah. You got anything else, Dad, or you want to wrap it up? Um, Season four. Season four is a done deal. All right, in the books. All right, so with that, we'll end the show. Tune in to Sign Bros next time for our category wrap-up episode for season four. See ya. So you have it on DVD, right? Or do you watch it on Netflix? No, I got. I have. Uh, remember, I had to get season four on DVD. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been watching it on DVD, and then even on the DVD, it doesn't split it up. No, it just goes straight through. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about that on the show <laughs> at the yeah. beginning because I think we need some filler <laughs> based on how many questions I have here. <laughs> oh, you don't. Oh, my God. You didn't. You, you're again. It's you're a tough up? one. I'm telling you. There's oh, not, there's not many questions. Jesus. Well, hopefully, our, our sometimes they don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, our ripping. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll, no, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, All right. <laughs> let's get started. <laughs>